Welcome to the NASPP's Equity Expert Podcast Series. My name is Kathleen Cleary, and I'm the Education Director for the NASPP. Today, our podcast is entitled Alexa, Exercise My Options, and I'll be speaking with Andrew Pickering from Fidelity. Before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that this podcast is actually one of a series of interesting and educational podcasts on topics primarily related to equity and careers in equity. You can access the entire podcast series at naspp.com forward slash equity expert, and that's all one word. And you can also subscribe to the podcast series, and then you'll get an email whenever we post a new episode. So as I mentioned, today I'll be speaking with Andrew Pickering, Vice President, Solutions Architects for Fidelity. Andrew is responsible for consulting with prospective clients to analyze their stock plan programs, product and service needs, and responding to client requests for information. He joined Fidelity Stock Plan Services in 2004 as part of the implementation team. In 2008, in five, he joined the financial reporting team and worked on the development of the financial reporting capabilities. He managed a team that specialized in implementing clients and managing their ongoing financial reporting needs. Later, Andrew's role expanded to include focusing on stock plan reporting, communications, and alert offerings. Prior to his current role, Andrew worked with E-Trade Financial Corporate Services Incorporated, where he developed proactive action plans for clients and prospects with unique plan requirements. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Thanks so much for being here today. Why don't I turn it over to you to get us kicked off with a brief peek into today's topic. Thanks, Kathleen. Great to be here. I think, yes, in, in general, technology has changed all of our lives. I mean, even thinking back five or 10 years, the way we, we conduct our jobs as well as our, our personal lives at home have been have been dramatically changed in, in all regards just due to our implementation of technology within our lives. In many respects, just within equity, if you think about it, our focus for our conversations um, on the different ways we can design and administer these plans to properly motivate and benefit our employees in the area of technology is changing that conversation as well. So if you think about the way participants access their accounts, interact with their stock plans in this space, I think we all need to spend a little bit more time thinking about not just how we design the plans, but then more importantly, how technology can help us not only communicate, educate, but also how the participants can ultimately interact with the plans themselves. I think the, the other area that at least is interesting for me in this in this area is our our participants more and more have grown up with technology playing a larger part of their of their lives and thinking about the way that these folks view technology and the different channels they expect to be able to interact with their equity programs is also important for us to discuss because um, as as the adaptation of, of technology to um, the way that they work with the outside world gets even faster pace we within the equity compensation space have to have to anticipate they're going to want multiple channels to work with us. So that's what, at a high level, what we'll be talking about today. Very exciting. Definitely a little different than the typical podcasts I do. So um, I'm interested in hearing more. So Andrew, in the area of technology, uh, what have you been seeing in your day-to-day work? I think the first question we all have to to think about is, this is at a a time as, as we think about our participant base or, or we as vendors think about working with your participants better. We, we really have 
three distinct groups. And to be basic or, or, or blunt about it, I mean, you, you really have some individuals where, you know, as I'd think about it, the latest gadgets and technologies, they're not really important. They didn't grow up with it. Um, you might think of these, these individuals, not to generalize, but they can be demographically on the, on the, uh, on the older side, or they're just individuals who have, have grown up where that face-to-face communication or actually speaking to somebody is, is the way that they, they would enjoy or they uh, anticipate in, in, in having to work with a vendor. Whereas then you have what, what I would think of as the demographic group in the middle where you know they all grew up where cell phones and, and personal computers as well as computers at work have, have always been in place. But in recent years, they've really seen the explosion of technology. And these are the, the, the demographically the group that might be more curious in how they can look and might always be looking to see how they can make their lives easier with the, adapt, with the adaption of more uh, technology at home and at work. And then I'd, I'd, I'd put that, that third group, and, and maybe in more general terms, we all think of them as the millennials, but I think it's bigger than that. It, it's really uh, individuals who have, for all intents and purposes, if you think about it, they've grown up with with mobile computers in their pockets, which um, uh, for, for argument's sake are, are more powerful than the, the computers that we used 50 years ago to send someone to the moon. So we as plan sponsors, I think we don't have to just think about technology. We have to think about demographically what areas or what groups within our participant base um, are we are we trying to support through what channels. And then we also have to think about it from a vendor standpoint how do we cover all three of these groups? And, and you might even have um, some some subsets of the groups where, uh, as a simple use case, you might have somebody who I generally um, lumped into that millennial base who they might want to have a, a face-to-face conversation. So I don't think we can generalize based on age or, or demographic what, what channel they're most comfortable having those conversations with us. Well, Andrew, that leads me into the next question I was going to ask you in thinking about these various groups with their, you know, distinctly different experience with technology. How do plan sponsors and vendors need to think about these groups? And are you seeing changes, maybe recent changes? Yeah, I think we, we're, we're all seeing this, especially um, I, can, I can speak from the, from the vendor side. I think the changes are, are inevitable, and, and I'm sure uh, many individuals uh, listening to this on the on the plan sponsor side are, are seeing as best. But I think this is where we need to work um, as vendors and plan sponsors more closely together. So as you think about it, just having a full-service website with the phone channels, branch networks, in this day and age, that, that may or may not support all groups. I think we have to think about foundationally these are these are the items we need to cover for sure, but all the avenues of communication and, and the utilities um, being used today, I think, is where we have to use different channels. And, and as I look at it, there's a there's a lot of areas that that we can start to build out more and more, especially as as vendors within the space. So I think everybody's pretty comfortable with what I would think of as a dot com experience, as well as mobile. So I think everyone's pretty comfortable with the idea of responsive design and and having native apps, full function native apps on their on their phones and their mobile devices. But we're also seeing uh, plan sponsors who want to communicate 
via text. And I'm, I'm sure we've all used that technology before as well. And, and really the adaptation of QR codes as well as, and, and we'll, we'll, based on the title of the podcast, we'll be, we'll be talking about it more, but, but voice is also becoming uh, an area of focus where I think we need to think about it. But the last kind of piece that I would also put out there is even within some of the more historic channels, like, like the branch network, um, as well as a more typical phone uh, representative, I think we could use technology that, that maybe doesn't directly work with the participant, but it makes that experience better. So I think as we look at technology in general, we need to cover the, the full gambit of areas. But I think that's just kind of a quick overview of at least the, you know, the top uh, 10 or so items that I've been seeing uh, plan sponsors as well as vendors working through. And so have you seen some of these technologies implemented? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we could we could probably spend a, a number of podcasts if if we want to step through all, all of them in general. But I think that the area that that I've seen leveraged of note is, and again, just trying to cover as we think about our our various um, participant bases, the phone center. So I think this channel has been and continues to be that that vital resource for participants where they where they want to have that that conversation with a with a live representative. And I think improving this model, so making it easier for the participants to get the information they need is is vital. So in, in this area, what I've been seeing recently is the adaptation of, of voice recognition through the inbound call center. So what this allows you to do is it's a more seamless way for the customer to have their identity confirmed just through a natural conversation. So if you think about it, it's, it's simple for the participant. Once once they've signed up, there'd be no pins, no passwords, no verification questions. The customers just through that initial conversation with the rep, they just start talking and, and they can get right down to business because that secure voice print is, is unique to each person. And I think this is a, a not only a form of, of biromet, biometric authentication, but it also provides that strong level of security like a fingerprint will not while not slowing the conversation and being more intrusive to that person. So that's definitely an area where I think we've taken what you might think of as a legacy channel, and I think we can improve it through technology. One other area I think would be, I'd be remiss if if we didn't talk about is just mobile. I think that uh, we'll all agree that that mobile device has been the most predominant channel we've seen in recent years. I can say that most of our online traffic interactions are now coming through a mobile device. But within that mobile space, there's there's a lot of functionality that I feel that, that we can understand and better, better leverage. So as far as devices today have multiple screens, so how, how do we as vendors leverage that screen as well as orientation, vertical versus horizontal? The area of using some of the geolocating positions to allow participants if they want to find a local branch or, or something along those lines. How do we make that a, a more seamless experience? And then I think we can we can bring it down to some of the more simple pieces. How can we deposit a check right through the mobile device to say, as, as it pertains to specifically to equity, to fund that account if they want to uh, cover the cash and, and taxes through that mechanism. So even within the mobile space as we, as we think about it, I think there's there's areas that we're all continuing to build out, 
And I think that's an area just from a communication standpoint, we can focus the participants to make that better for them. As we think about some of the other ones, especially the text, the QR codes and in that area, this is probably an area that, that everyone's seen in their in their daily life. So those those QR codes they're very similar to, to a, a next generation barcode. This is an area where I've seen plan sponsors as well as vendors use those to more seamlessly transmit information to their participants through their mobile device. So think of it as maybe there's a postcard or maybe some posters within within the workplace that the participants can use their own device to scan the codes and then there's messaging or a, a specific communication piece around like an ESPP open enrollment window. So those are other areas we can use to more effectively communicate. And depending on the demographics, I think there's different adoption rates if you think about it for people who may want to text a specific name to a number and receive information on their own, or they want to say, as I, as I said, use those QR codes in order to find out more information around their specific equity plans. Andrew, these are all great examples of technologies that you're seeing your clients use today, and I'm betting that you might have some examples of forward-thinking technological areas. Yeah, oh, definitely. So as the, as the podcast title says, I mean, definitely voice is the area that we're seeing probably as the, the next evolution of where technology is going to be playing a, a greater role, um, not, even, not only within equity compensation, but I think just in, in everyone's daily lives. So this is an area where we're currently beta testing Alexa and thinking about how participants could use that as a, as a channel in order to work within their equity compensation. As we look at it, just to quote uh, a recent Gartner survey said, by 2020, 30% of all browsing searches will be done without a screen. It, from an adoption rate, if you think about it, these devices have only been around for a handful of years and to already be projected to account for 30% of all the searches online, that's, that's a pretty dramatic adoption rate. It also, just as it pertains to another survey, NPR and Edison uh, research survey, approximately 18% of Americans now own at least one smart speaker. And for those for those that don't own at least one, uh, we're projecting 19% of customers plan to purchase one. So if you start thinking about your participant base, just given some of those numbers, as well as the overall thought that 30% of all searches will be done via voice, this is definitely an area where if from a vendor perspective, if you're not thinking about leveraging voice, you, you may also already be behind, but it is definitely something where, um, at least in my experience, participants especially are becoming more and more comfortable with the idea of interacting with these smart home devices or these smart speakers to run more of their daily lives. So I, I think with that, I, I definitely want to allow the technology to speak for itself. So I thought we would do is is ask Alexa, open Net Benefits. Welcome to Net Benefits. I can give you information about your different Net Benefits accounts. For example, you can ask me what is my 401k balance. Now, which account would you like information for? 
Alexa, what is my stock plan balance? Your stock plan account balance is $32,200. Your total grant value is $45,401 and you have 200 outstanding shares. Can I help you with anything else? Alexa, do I have any grants to accept? You have two grants to accept. Please log into your net benefits account to view and accept your grants. Anything else? Alexa, how much money will I need to pay for health care when I'm retired? According to a study conducted by Fidelity Investments, a 65-year-old couple retiring today will need $260,000 to pay for health care expenses in retirement. Anything else? Alexa, how am I doing so far? Well, you are a little behind based on your age. As of May 1, 2017, your 401k balance is $239,167 and your HSA balance is $8,851. Anything else? So I think that's an area just, uh, as, as we heard, um, it is definitely an area of focus where we're spending a lot of time and thought in, in how best we could leverage the devices that, that obviously technology is bringing to us and thinking about how participants want to interact not only just with their stock plan, but how participants just want to interact with technology in general. So, so through these beta tests, we're, we're not only garnering more information uh, from participants in, in what their thoughts are and, and how we're adopting the technology, but we're also hoping from, as, as we talked about with the, the voice print analysis and some of the other areas, how we can make that, that interaction uh, not only more secure, but reduce any friction so that participants can get the answers they need or make the transactions they want in a more timely fashion. Andrew, that was really great. I, I really enjoyed that. I haven't quite heard that demonstration on a television commercial yet, but I suppose one of these days we will and it will be just old news. It won't even be anything new. So far cry from where I started many years ago with, you know, paper forums and and carbon paper. So anyway, this was definitely a different podcast today. I really enjoyed speaking with you, Andrew. What a fun topic to talk about and think about. And, and you know, as technology becomes a, an integral part of our lives. So I just want to thank you, Andrew, for taking the time to speak with us and sharing your knowledge and your expertise and your Alexa with us. And I just want to thank everyone also who listened in today and remind you that you can access all the podcasts in the Equity Expert series at nespp.com forward slash Equity Expert. Thank you, everyone.